Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. sitting here in silence playing intro chicken seeing who's going to talk first uh so just a reminder that this month we are having a fan art contest on the subreddit uh run by one of our listeners syndactyl he's also one of our mods on the subreddit and this month's theme is werewolf tj uh, so if you get in there and submit before the end of this month the reddit users will then vote on the winner uh, and he's got a cool prize lined up for you there and i believe that he's going to do this every other month uh, so again that is r slash the crit show on reddit uh, you can get on there and enter the contest as well as see a lot of other stuff there's some other fan art that gets put up there as well as questions that people have or polls and things like that so join us on the subreddit and thanks to syndactyl yeah right yeah and sin thanks to sin as well like just the concept, the concept <laughs> of breaking of sin. okay yeah Oh, I thought you meant the Red Skull's daughter, who is like oh. the new archvillain. I was actually universe. talking about the unknown thing in Final Fantasy X, where it's like, ah, oh, Sin, yeah. ah, yeah. I thought so, you were talking about the um, character in the Arrowverse who existed for like 10 minutes and then just vanished and was never mentioned again in another episode. Don't even remember that. She was like Thea's best friend or something for a minute, or Roy's. I don't even remember. It's irrelevant. <laughs> I like this. This is almost our version of the thing that you see happening on Twitter every now and then where someone gives the wrong definition oh, yeah. for a word yeah. and someone else goes, no, it's not that. It's this. And then they give the wrong definition for a different God, word. Do you, what is the term for that? I love that game. I love that. That's one of, that always makes me laugh. And there is an entire subreddit dedicated to it. And I found it once and I forgot what it's called. If you happen to know what that subreddit is, let us know in the comments below. Text, <laughs> text the name of the subreddit to 93412. <laughs> don't do that. I don't know where that number goes. <laughs> you know, it's getting close enough that I think we can probably talk about this now. So we have a couple new tiers that we're going to be opening up in the Patreon uh, come late December. And we also have some new bonus content that we are recording. It is for the goal directly after this one. Jake, do you want to talk about what, what it is recording next week? Yeah. So next week we're going to have special guests, the hosts of the podcast Monster Crush, which uh, I think we have all talked about it at some point that yeah. we adore that show. So we will have Ellie and Heavenly on here to play horny teenage monsters with us Yes, and go through some dumb teen melodrama yeah so we're going to be playing monster hearts and so you will be able to hear that on our patreon at the five dollar tier uh, that will be our goal directly after the one that we are about ready to unlock and so just a reminder if you haven't joined our patreon and you're thinking about it you'll have that content as well as all the existing content that's on there right now the patreon only discord our monthly amas new music from jake every month as well as uh photos from wes the portrait dude and then of course we've got hero salad four times a month as well as as the deep dive into the lore and the monsters uh, with Carolyn and investigate the history. Uh, so that is again, patreon.com slash the crit show. And those rewards start as low as $1.
Uh, and then lastly, we have posted recently on our social media that The Chris Show is having auditions. Uh, we are doing some auditions for some upcoming TTRPG projects that we are working on. These auditions right now are local. We're looking for people to come in and record with us uh, as we do for all the other shows. Uh, you can find out all the information you need on that at thecritshowpodcast.com slash auditions. Uh, and those auditions run until December 15th. Though I do have to say I've gotten more than a handful of messages from people asking us to reconsider and take contributors who are at a distance. Uh, it's you know, something that we could very possibly do in the future, uh, but it would require quite a tech upgrade for us. And Yeah, exactly. It is. We love you all, but it is technically daunting. Yes. And just in the sense of kind of our flow around the table, it's nice to have everybody in the same room without that delay. So yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I imagine a world where I don't have to look you guys in the eye while I'm recording this podcast. <laughs> and it's a good world. Yeah. Doesn't help that i'm you know shirtless right now so. <laughs> always every time yeah. we're gonna get jake the opposite of horse blinders like it's just he can't see <laughs> he can only see out the sides but not in the front <laughs> so with that i think it's time to let the recap roll can you describe benari to me like physically uh so he starts to describe benari to you the first thing he mentions is that he is undead and that there is gray skin and dead eyes but then as he goes on to describe the rest of him he word for word draws you a mental image of Grigori Nash. I'm gonna pull out my torch and light it up as soon as one of the crew cuts off one of the seaweeds I'm gonna use it to sear the end of the seaweed. Yes sure enough you walk over and you place the burning end of the torch down onto some of the hydra vines and it seals over falls back through the hole and water starts to come out in that spot and they quickly go to patch it. I guess what I'm looking for are any traces of like stuff that they've taken, like stuff that could have been stripped off of the ships or, you know, any of the people's clothes, anything like that. I think the useful thing that you notice as you look around the room at the sleeping figures on the beds is that each one of them is wearing clothing or weapons that you can remember belonging to one of the crewmates of the Monarchs of the Moon. And it strikes you at first as if they must have robbed the pirate crew of their things, but then you start to notice familiar scars and tattoos, and it occurs to you that these mutated forms didn't rob the Monarchs of the Moon. They are the Monarchs of the Moon. So Jake, here you are at dinner with Esten and his remaining crew, and you have asked him to describe to you Benari, and he essentially describes Grigori Nash except for undead. I mean, I think I bury that. Like, I don't think I use that. I think I try to hide that I even, like, understand that description and divert the conversation somewhere else. To what? Uh, I think I want more details on what will happen if I let him turn me into a soul trap. I want to talk about, like, the process, the result. Do I keep my bardic magic or do I just become a big smashy thing? Stuff like that. Well, I think that there are a few different ways we could do it. I have one body already constructed, which would be, as you put, a big smashy thing. But there are other ways we could try to create a new body. I have learned many things, how to manipulate matter and try to craft you perhaps a body of your own desire as opposed to the one who watches over my laboratory. Yeah, that's interesting. It would not be without its risks, but I assume, too, it would also come with its rewards. I'm kind of into that. I'm I'm far more into this idea of being able to craft a body and take it over. I don't 
know what other information I want to try to get out of him. Like, I don't know. I don't know enough to know what I don't know. (laughs) Does that make sense? Like, I don't know what questions to ask because I just don't know what path I should be pursuing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if you don't really have much else to talk about with them, uh, they finish up dinner and Trog starts to clear the plates and Eston gets up. Well, I'm going to go to my study and meditate and read a while. You take the evening to sleep and think about what it is you might like to become and how it would serve us best. Okay, will do. And he heads out back down the hallway and around the corner. Uh, I want to go back to the storage room and look around in there. Yeah, what are you looking for? Uh, There's nothing in here that would be like Gollum body parts. No, uh-uh. Okay. Then I'm going to bounce on this room. I think I want to try to get into the locked room. Uh, how? That's, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me. I was hoping <laughs> you'd just say, okay, what kind of lock is it? So like a padlock or like a deadbolt lock? It's like a deadbolt. It's a key. I mean, honestly, I want to look around the lab and the supply room and shit and try to scrape together a lock pick. Like real life Jake has a rudimentary knowledge of picking locks. I know how to make a, a torsion wrench and stuff. So yeah. I want to try and put that together and see if I can pick this. Yeah. Uh, so defy danger with intelligence, I think. Nine. So you can get together the pieces that you need, but Colvar is going to become curious and come watch you. I, I really think that this is who do you want as an audience? That it's going to be <laughs> that either the golem is going to come and watch. One of the goblins is going to come watch or Trog is going to come watch. And they're not going to know that it's you shouldn't be doing it. You're just going to have someone there with you. Um, You know what? I think I want Trog because my thinking is that I can't communicate with the goblins. So I couldn't like tell them not to tell anybody or sell them on that. Yeah. And Colvar is bound by compulsion. So even though I think he's on my side, if he was asked to give this up, he wouldn't have a choice. Yeah. But Trog is free thinking and kind of on my side already. And I think I've got the best chance with him. Okay. Yeah. So as you come back down the hallway with your makeshift lock pick, Trog is walking down the hallway. Oh, what are you doing out here? Oh, I'm just still getting the, the lay of the place. You know, Eston told me to look around and familiarize myself. So, oh, yeah. Hallway this way. Hallway that way. Lot to keep in mind. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's just the one room I haven't been in yet. Oh, so. oh, the kitchen? You want to come see the kitchen? Well, I do, actually, but I'll do that next. Oh, okay. We'll go look at the kitchen next. You're right. Oh, you're going in uh, in this room here. You know, I've seen them carry a lot of stuff in here before. I've loaded a couple of things in myself. Oh, yeah? So you know what's in there? Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, all the things that maybe he's not actively working on at the time, but the stuff he's got to keep safe. You know, the goblins, they get into shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like rowdy children. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I just, I want to go look in there. He didn't give me the key, though, but he already went to bed. I don't want to bug him. Oh, oh, yeah, I got a key. Oh, yeah. Can you let me in there? Yeah, yeah. Cool. And he pulls a a set of keys out of his pocket. This is is a kitchen, and uh, this is the only other one, so it must be this (laughs) (laughs) By the established logic, too, it makes sense that the kitchen has a key. Yeah, and he uh, puts it in and unlocks it. There you go. I want to go inside, look around. Yeah, so inside there are shelves and tables, and they are just filled with things. There are weapons and armor and books, all kinds of stuff. Uh, So roll discern reality to kind of get a better scope of the room. Nine. All right, you get a hold one. I'm trying to decide between what should I be on the lookout for and what here is useful or valuable to me because they're kind of they're pretty similar in this regard. Um, I think 
what should I be on the lookout for? Because I'm kind of looking at what's in this room, but more in the framework of like, is there something essential that I need to know as opposed to like what fun curiosities are in here? So I think the thing that you notice as you look around the room is that in the back right corner is a hidden door underneath some boxes. Ooh, is Trog still with me? Yeah, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> Take a look around, get your, get your bearings, and then we'll go look at the kitchen. Hey, Trog, do you know where that goes? No. Well, not seen that before. Do you want to find out? Well, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's go open that secret door. Yeah, right. He helps you move the boxes. I'm going to pop it open, see what's in there. Uh, there is a ladder that goes down into a hallway. Boy, it's almost like this is exactly what got me into this place. But uh... <laughs> he punches you unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go look. Yeah, so you go down the hallway and it takes a 90 degree turn to the left. And then if you follow that hallway down, it does the same thing again. And at the end of this hallway, underneath a set of torches, is a fully built soul trap with white gems in the eyes. So Tess, you are sitting in this waterlogged room filled with these frog people that you recognize the clothing and the weapons and even some of the distorted facial features of. Do I feel like there is anywhere down here so far I haven't seen yet? As far as like doors to go through. No. But the treasure in your pockets is... <laughs> I want to. They'll meld back into you when you become a shrew. I just feel like I want to do my best. I want to give an honest try <laughs> to finding a way to save these people. And I don't know that there's a way. So I feel like the only things I haven't seen are what might be in those trunks that I have passed. So I think I want to go back to the room and use my last shrew hold to get back under the door. Okay. So you are standing in this solo <laughs> room with the bed and the treasure chest as a halfling. Yep. Um. So I think I want to try my thing talker shapeshift again into a water elemental. Okay, roll it. Uh, There's something just sonically unpleasant about the dice that are the size of like a baby's fist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a nine. All right, you get a hold too. Okay, tell me if I can do this. The idea I have in my head is I want to go over to this chest and like manipulate my watery body and use a hold to like seep into the chest and see what's in it. Yeah. Radical. That's yeah, as long as you never use the phrase my <laughs> watery body again. <laughs> As long as you never draw that across my ears again. <laughs> deal and deal. Um, yeah. You know, one of the abilities of a water elemental is that they can go into a water form that uh, has listed on here that one of their moves is to like choke somebody like fit down their throat. Uh, so, yeah, I think that you can seep into this treasure chest and, and see what's inside. So use a point of your hold. And the strange thing that you feel when you go into this treasure chest is that you take on a little more water, but it doesn't feel normal. Like there's something about it. You can sense that there is more water in here that you could draw into yourself and take with you out of the chest. Is there a way for me to sort of, before I decide to do that, sort of discern if that is dangerous for me? 
I don't think there is in this moment. You you can't see anything in here. Um, it really is just a puddle of water. But I will give you this, that as you are in contact with it, as you're thinking about it, like, oh, what is this? You can tell instinctively that you can move it around. Like you can move it through yourself into other areas. Okay. So I think I want to do that. I think I just kind of want to scoot it through me as I get out of the the trunk and see if I can see what the hell it is once I'm out. So you come out of the chest and you turn back into your halfling form standing in what for you is almost waist high water and you hold your hand out to see what is this strange liquid that you felt inside the chest that you were able to carry out with you and in your hand is a three foot blade made out of water. TJ, you have leapt onto the deck of the ship of the Monarchs of the Moon, uh, and there is a gangplank going across to another ship. Uh, what would you like to do? I'm calling out for Tass to see if he's maybe below deck of these other two ships. Uh, and from below deck on the ship next to you, you hear... <laughs> and you hear the flapping of feet on wood. <laughs> Almost like a, a diver... Yes, like yes. Trying to walk around. Okay. Yep. Uh, then I want to go over to that ship. Yeah. And as you cross over onto that ship, three of those frog men come up from the steps that lead down into the bowels of this second ship. I want to take care of them real quick with my flail. Uh, how many are you trying to attack? I think I want to go with all three and see if I can't take them all out. All right. Roll hack and slash. That's a 10. All right. Roll your damage. That's a four. <laughs> So you rush at this group and you swing the flail around and you hit all three of them and it staggers them back. Uh, but they all ready their spears and start to move towards you. I want to take another swing. All right. Roll hack and slash. I love this visual of you just helicoptering the flail and running in between all of them. <laughs> <laughs> that is also a 10. All right. Roll your damage. Dang. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Scent of blood. Oh, my God. Oh, 13. Yeah, you whip this flail around again, and you take all three of them out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. So what are you doing now? I'm just going to go down the steps in front of me on the mystery ship. Okay, so you head down, and it leads you into a square room that is entirely made out of wood, and there is a hallway off to the left and off to the right. I'll go to the left. Okay, so you go to the left, and you step out into a room that is made entirely out of walls of water. Uh, there is a solid wood floor, and in the corner of the room, you can see three more of those frogmen starting to stir, but they have been sleeping on a pile of that seaweed. Oh, it's almost like they're anchored there or something. This is like the coolest aquarium. <laughs> I want to see if I can't take out that seaweed, so I want to pull out my uh, my torch and take a whack at it and then and then burn it. All right, so roll Defy Danger with Dexterity to get in and cut this seaweed uh, as the three frogmen get up and start to attack you. Uh, that's a five. <laughs> so you charge at this group of frogmen and you have your flail and your torch out and one of them grabs hold of you and does a roll and kicks you out of the wall of the water into the ocean. And then two of them dive in after you, and you see them moving very quickly in the water. Piss. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try and 
swim my dwarf butt back into the dry room area. All right. So roll to fight danger with strength to try to swim by them and uh, get back inside of this room. That's an eight. Yeah, so you can get inside, but you're going to take some damage from them as you get past them. You notice they're moving very quickly in the water. They are strong aquatic fighters. So you take seven points of damage as you scuffle with them trying to get back inside, but you do make it inside. Uh, And I yell to them, come and get me, and I run my butt back towards the deck. Okay, so roll defy danger with dexterity to get through this room and back into the room with the stairs leading up. Uh, eight. So you can get into the room, but they are going to flank you. They're going to call for reinforcements. It'll take them a while to get here, but they're going to call for them. Or they're going to come out of the wall right by the hallway and strike you before you get out of the room. I think I'm going to go for a flank. All right. So you duck into that room with the stairs and you notice that only one of them follows you through that direction. The two others that were out in the ocean vanish very quickly, and you can hear the sounds of them above you and in the room to your right. I'm going to go ahead and take out the guy that's in front of me then. All right. Roll hack and slash. Nine. All right. Roll your damage. Uh, seven. All right. So you both take seven. And as you are fighting with this one, the one from above comes down the stairs and the one from behind you comes into the room and they have their spears out at full length, trying to keep you at arm's length from them while the other one is clutching the spear much closer so it can get in to strike at you. Is it full enough uh, length that I couldn't extend my flail to attack all three? It is not, but it'll just give you a minus since they are flanking you right now. Okay. I should probably go ahead and attack all three then. All right. Roll hack and slash with a minus one. Well, I'll see you guys later. That's a four. You take 10 points of damage as all three of these frogmen jam their spears into you. Uh, all right, fellas. Okay, I give up. I'm going to drop my fillet and put my hands up. Jake, you are standing face to face with this soul trap with white eyes inside of this little tucked away room. Does it look just like the one that Kolvar is? It does. It is exactly the same. Is there anything else in here? Nope. Hmm. Uh, I assume that I can't move this thing by myself. Uh, correct. Hey, Trog. Yeah. Will you help me carry this thing back upstairs? I've never seen one of these move. It's not animated. I think they're so heavy that I'm not sure we could drag it, the two of us. Hmm. Uh, okay, so it's got the white gems, which means it's like a life magic one. So as far as like... It being the difference between a soul taken and a soul given. When it's a soul given, is there still like a magic involved to make it happen? Or can I just do it? Yeah, the magic just comes from the doing of it. So because it has the white gems, you could just do it. Like you wouldn't need anybody else's help. There's no magic spell or anything that needs to happen with it. Um, And I think even in Kolvar's memories, you see, you know, lines of soldiers standing before these and placing their hand on the chest and making a vow and looking it in the eyes. And then their bodies slump to the ground. Oh, man, I am trying to make a choice here. I don't I don't feel confident that I would have any way to do this. And I don't know if there's anything mechanically that could tell me if I would be able to. My first thought is transfer Kolvar into this one somehow. Yeah, I think that, you know, from the spout lore that you had on the ones with the black eyes that you still have to kill the person who forced the soul in to get it released. Okay. I'm going to like, 
start stripping off my gear and equipping it onto this thing instead. Like putting my sword around its on its hip instead and putting the quiver over its back. Playing dress up. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of fun. Look, oh. isn't it? A, it's a pretty robot. Oh, yeah. I got a uh, an extra chef's hat we could put on it. Yes, 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 yes. Go, go get the chef's hat, Drog. Yeah, all right. I'll be right back. And he he runs off. <laughs> Comes back and he's got an apron and a chef's hat. These are my spares. I'm put. Uh, yep, putting them on the thing. Is there any reason for me to put my armor on it? No, uh -uh. I didn't think so. Yeah, it wouldn't fit. Okay, I'm gonna put my hand on this thing's chest, and I am become soul trap. All right, so Jake, you put your hand on the chest and you look into these white jewels where its eyes are and it feels very much like when you came into this world there is a sense of dizziness and vertigo and then being pulled and you see Kolvar's body in front of you slump to the ground so Jake yeah I've got some new sheets for you <laughs> okay nice so this is the playbook from the inverse worlds expansion for dungeon world the golem uh, so you'll find that I have crossed a couple of options off of this sheet to reflect the golem body that you went into, uh, but we can go through this real quick and pick out your new moves. All right. So we've taken a little bit of a pause here. Jake, why don't you tell us about your new playbook? Yeah, dish, dish. So it is the golem. For the look, he has deep set eyes, which are gems. Yeah. A bulky body, armored and brand new. Yeah. Um, so this thing's, this playbook's max HP is 10 plus constitution. Um, when I go through stats, I'll, I'll see what that is. And the damage die is a D8. Uh, so I don't hit quite as hard as the fighter, but close. So for the stat distribution, I've done strength plus two, dex minus one, because he's just a big bulky robot, constitution plus one, uh, int zero, wisdom zero, charisma plus one. Hold on to a little bit of that charisma. Um, so the con score is 15. So I have 25 hit points. Uh, it doesn't have alignment moves like we did before or like I did before. It has drive moves that you pick one of. So I went with what's right and what's wrong. Make a stand for something you believe in. That is kind of my, if I do that, I get an extra experience. Oh, okay. Uh, and then for the actual playbook stuff, the starting moves are built for battle. You were built to fight and your body is a weapon with the hand and close tags. I get to choose two things. I went with armored. Well, actually, you went with armored. Yes, I gave Jake the sheet with a couple things marked on it already because of the way the golem was designed. So armored was one of them. And then the other one I went with is caustic. Your body has the piercing two tag. So it's got like basically spikes on its knuckles. Yeah, like acid spikes on its knuckles or something. <laughs> Eternal sentinel. I don't need to eat, drink or sleep. Uh, I don't mark rations. Can't be healed by like bandages and stuff anymore, but I can be healed by repair kits and like magic healing. So I'm the only one eating right now. You are the only one who <laughs> eats anymore. Um, I get to pick between unstoppable force or immovable object. And I went with unstoppable force, uh, which basically gives me some hold. I can roll and, and get some hold to bust up inanimate stuff, to lift heavy things, to break through things, stuff like that. Uh, the composition was also one of the things already marked. It was solid. Uh, I'm just made of something solid like iron, stone, or crystal, uh, and my body is difficult to harm, so I get two armor out of that. So I'm up to three armor so far. One of the moves on here is uh, specifically deals with bonds, which we talked about. We're not really doing bonds. Yeah. Um, so we scrapped that instead. I just got to pick one of the level up moves, one of the like first level level up moves. I went with arcane void to armor against magical attacks. 
and nearby allies have one armor against magical attacks. That's nice. Like you are just a black hole of magic. Yeah, literally. I'm just I am just a singularity that sucks in magic damage. That's superb. And then for gear, I get almost nothing. I get one thing. I went with a long poking weapon, which has reach plus one damage and the forceful tag and two weight. So he's just a big metal tank. He is essentially the juggernaut. So I think that we see from Trog's point of view for a moment, there is this large, dark set of armor with these white crystal eyes wearing a chef's hat (laughs) (laughs) and an apron. And Jake reaches out and touches the chest and Kolvar's body collapses. And the golem body starts to heave a little bit as if it's breathing. And we see little pores on its knuckles start to drip a green liquid and it burns as it touches the ground and it stretches and twists to the side and pops its back. (laughs) And Jake, you are in your new body. Oh yeah. This feels good. Holy crap. I didn't know. uh, Can I like go into your old one now? How does that work? I don't know. Why don't you try? Uh, He goes over and he opens the mouth and starts to. Oh no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put it on like a pajamas, right? Uh, I'm going to pick up. Colvar's body and take it back upstairs to where he is. Uh, once we get back upstairs, I want to tell Trog, like, oh, I'm supposed to go look at the kitchen. Hey, go get the kitchen sorted. I'll be in there in a minute and we'll like look around and, and cook stuff together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a recipe I've been wanting to try. Uh, I'll get some ingredients out and uh, get some things stomped into the proper shapes and thicknesses. I'll do I'll do the juicing with my new big strong hands. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then once he's gone, I'm going to go back into the um like the lab, the workshop where the soul trap is. Uh, yeah. So you come in the room carrying Colvar's body and the other soul trap looks up at you as you enter the room and just tracks your motion. Um, I don't think there's anything we can do with this right this moment. It rocks backwards a little bit at the sound of your voice coming from inside of this metal. And it actually reaches out for a second and touches your head where there's like a little grate. And it touches its own where there isn't one. But I think it's going to be in your best interest to get as far away from this spot as possible and keep your body safe. Because I think I'm going to put you back in it. And it nods and it holds its arms out to take the body. Yeah, I hand it off just like I don't know what the farthest point is from here where you're the least likely to be able to hear anything, but go there and stay there. I think that he turns and looks to the corner of the room and just goes to the corner of the room and sits down holding his body. Okay. Yeah. So describe to me what you're doing. I mean, I don't I don't have the means to sneak or anything. I think I'm just going to walk down that hallway to where his room is and walk in like no, I'm not going to kick in the door or anything. I'm not going to make a big mess of it, uh, but I'm just going to walk in and try and stab him with this shiny new spear that I've got round two. Yeah, <laughs> Let's see if it goes any better this time. <laughs> so you go down the hallway to the end and you open the door and you see him sitting on the floor amidst all these books reading. So roll hack and slash as you open this door to strike out at him. No, come on. (laughs) New body, no new rolls. Oh my God. Five. So you open the door and you thrust the spear towards Esten and he moves very quickly up and away, almost like he heard you in the hallway and wasn't sure why the golem was there. Oh, I see you found... The specimen, the one I could not figure out how to unmake. And 
he lets loose a blast at you, and you take five points of damage. But with your arcane void, you subtract two from that because this is magic damage. All right. I'm going to stow the spear and cock my fists like Henry Cavill in Mission Impossible. <laughs> yes. And just try and pummel him. All right. Roll hack and slash. Except whenever you cock your fist, it actually makes like a, a shotgun sound. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this body is capable of things I knew not. Yeah. It's just got guns in the arms. <laughs> Eight. All right. Roll your damage. Four. But I have piercing two, so I ignore two armor. Yeah, you swing at him, and he lets out another blast at you. Uh, it is difficult for him to get these off in close proximity. He only does four points of damage to you, and you still subtract that too. Everywhere I turn, there are betrayers, even those I have welcomed to my dinner table. I'm going to punch him again. I am not exchanging words with this dude. All right. We're past that. Roll hack and slash. Uh, seven. All right, roll your damage. Five. Uh, you take ten. Whoa! Once I have finished with you, I will cast what is left of you into the void to wander endlessly through every and no world. I'm gonna punch him straight in the mouth. All right, roll hack and slash. Ten. Roll your damage. One. I can't believe I almost allowed you to join me. Look at you. How you can't even handle the beautiful thing designed for such a purpose. I don't think I'm gonna win just trading blows with this guy. Yeah. What's it look like when he casts? Uh, he just holds his hands out and some dark energy creeps off of them onto you. No words, no components, anything like that. No, uh-uh. I want to rip an arm off. All right. Uh, I think roll Defy Danger with Dexterity first to get a hold of him. Eight. All right. So you can get a hold of him, but he's going to let out a shout that will bring Kolvar, or he is going to get off another blast as you get hands on him, or the goblins are going to hear the skirmish and join. Not the cook, but the goblins. I'll attract the goblins. I think that hopefully being in this beefy body now that it can withstand some goblin hits. All right, so you grab a hold of Eston and you get one of his arms inside of one of your large metal hands and you get his body in the other one and you hear from the hallway and there's a bunch of goblin voices approaching so roll defy danger with strength nine all right so you are going to be able to rend a limb from his body but there's going to be magical backlash from the energy inside of him that will hit everyone the damage is just going to be your normal damage die as opposed to the one I have in mind to give you for doing this, or he is going to try to flee. God, I just love the idea of the magical backlash. I think I'm going to go with that. All right, so roll your damage, and this is going to be a d12 plus your strength mod. Gotta fetch a d12. I don't think I've rolled a d12 since we played Earth Dawn. It might be my favorite die to roll. 12. So you rip this limb from him, and he lets out a scream of pain and terror, and there is a violent explosion in the room. You take 12 points of damage. In fact, everything in the room takes 12 points of damage as this magical energy rips through the space. All of the goblins fall dead to the ground, and he stumbles backwards, clutching at the wound on his shoulder. Oh, oh I'm going to make you pay for what you have done. Um, okay. Hopefully now, 
having screwed up his ability to cast. I want to stick to that side of his body where he doesn't have the arm so that I can try to avoid anything he might still do, and I just want to start lighting him up. Just body hooks, head hooks, trying to lay this guy out. All right, roll hack and slash. Four. So you start to move at him, and he holds up his other hand, and his fingertips glow. It fills your vision. And then there's a moment of silence. And then before you appears a large black gate made of wood and metal. And there's a cloaked figure standing in front of it. Well, it seems your time has come here. Or, at some point, visit the black gate. Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. What's this all about? What about nightmares? We need to leave. What are you doing? They can't tear out your soul anymore, Stuart. Ominous Thrill, a new audio fiction anthology. I've done horrible things. Tell them what you did. I, I didn't do anything. Tell me. No! Character-driven tales of obsession. I'm no psycho. Banging on my door and streaming it on the internet. Revenge. Don't mind if I sit here and watch lights go out, do you? The unexplained. Don't leave me out here. We can't help her? I have a doctor. We're leaving. No! I need the light. You want me to fall down the stairs? No. I want to push you. I love you so fucking much. Ominous thrill. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere. Flesh splits open. Oh, yes. Thrill you later.